You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome, Stephen Vicky. How's it going today? It's going well. Going really good. We're busy as heck out there building an awesome event for Christmas. The Lights of Hope. For the gift of hope. The Lights of Hope is our Christmas light show, and we also have uh, inflatables and a slide hill and ice Ice skating rink this year. All sorts of fun stuff. Runs together with Gift of Hope, which is our Christmas assistance program for 1,100 children receiving Christmas presents. And I think think in the 17 years at the Gift of Hope Christmas assistance program, um, we've run it 17 years out of 20, 20 some, I think. Um, we're over 20 some thousand kids that we give Christmas to in yeah. New County in Orville. Just the best, the best of the best time we're of so year. We're so glad. Best events we do, and we love it. And if you're in North State again, please come out to the Lights of Hope. You can Google that and Lights find out um, yeah. the, the time and date. Just put yeah. Lights of Hope Orville. Yeah. We'd love it's a free it's a free Christmas walk. It's a magical time. It feels like a uh, Hallmark Village. It's just lights everywhere. Just good feeling. Yeah. Everybody's happy. It's wonderful. It's Didn't a, have a negative thing happen nothing. in 30 days last year. It's we fabulous. were out there for a whole month. Yeah. And it's uh, not too late to sponsor a child for Gift of Hope. You can visit uh, giftofhopeoroville.org and sponsor a child online. You can yeah, get money easy. or shop shop on Amazon and send the gifts to us. So don't miss out on this opportunity to bless uh, children in need. That's awesome. Yes. So here we are again uh, in our new season. Revelations. Revelation. Uh, we're in episode three, three. I really can't talk clearly right now. Do you ever figure out how many episodes there are? We asked last week. Oh, did we, we ever did. Get an answer? Was it? It was 101, Kevin. So we'll get him to check again, but you can just shout at us once you check, okay? That's what Luke used to do. Yeah, otherwise, he, he texted me last time, but I didn't notice. The moment had passed. And, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so today, um, we are back in Revelation chapter 2, looking at the second letter to the church uh, that Jesus wrote. And this one, I was reading it this morning, and. Uh, I was like, oh, that's maybe not the message that I might initially want Jesus to come and share with me. But I'm going to read it and we'll, there we go. we'll dive Jesus. in. So, uh, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, the first and the last who is dead and has come to life says this, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And mm-hmm. the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to come the devil is about to cast some of you into prison, so that you will be tested, and you will have tribulation for ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. <laughs> There's a second death. <laughs> Yeah, that's a real, up, uh, you know, that's a real Merry happy Merry Christmas, go-lucky. everyone. Yeah. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We're out there building these wonderful <laughs> events. Let's read the letter to the Church of Smyrna and get uh, and just bounce yeah. our way into happiness. Yeah. That's what Christianity, in a nutshell, right here. <laughs> happiness. Yes, this is a depressing letter <laughs> because, Smyrnites. It, it, you know, in the 21 centuries of Jesus, you know, living in us through the Holy Spirit— there have been so many churches of Smyrna-like 
situations where people claiming to be people of God, people of Allah, people of, uh, you know, the Hindus here Mm -hmm. and the atrocities that the Christians have done throughout the centuries, like the Crusaders and the, and the Hindus in India and the, and the different sects of, of the Islam and, Mm -hmm. and what they've done in the name of God and then he writes this saying, those who are say they are Jews but are not. <laughs> and he tells them they're rich. Mm-hmm. What he's talking about is you're rich because you are true believers. You're truly mine. And, and what he identifies when he says Satan, they, you know, the, the, what they are of the synagogue of Satan, is they are truly not. But they probably think they are. What do you mean? Well, they think they say they are Jews, but they are not. They probably think they're acting on God's behalf. They yeah. probably convince themselves. And I know that in India, when the Hindus would rise up, whoever's the majority rises up and puts the others, you know, under their thumb. Yeah. And if it's in, in many cases in the 21 centuries, it's been Christians who put others under their thumb. Yeah. Um, sometimes missionaries go to an indigenous people and they, they honestly are brutal to them. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus Christ. And he's saying they are really of the synagogue of Satan, even though they think they're on the right track. You know, they think they're following the creator. They think they're following God. And in this case, they think, you know, they're Jews. And and he's saying, you are rich because Mm -hmm. you have me and you have my spirit. And it's so weird. He says, be faithful unto death. Like for us. That's really a big deal. But in eternal perspective, that's not a very big deal because it's like you you have eternity and then you have our life, which is just a little tiny blip of eternity. And he's saying, you're worried about this little blip. And what I'm telling you is if you overcome to the end, if you stay the course on your love for me, the love for Jesus, the first and the last, he who was dead and has now come to life, Mm. If you stay true to your love all the way to death, the second death isn't going to hurt you. That eternity is going to be a really good thing for you. But it's not going to be for the synagogue of Satan. Mm. And it's kind of scary for all of us who think we're just sitting here okay. We're all saying we're good. Yeah. I wonder, well, why do I think I'm not deceived? And I have to look at my life and examine the fruit continually. Is the fruit of my life love for mm. those who are the least of these, my brothers. And I think it is. So I want, uh, I want to listen to people who are trustworthy, come and tell me what's my life about. You are a good person. Your church is a good church. you you people love you. You know, I love it when people come here and they're just completely freaked out, you know, and they look like they're just eating sour apples every day of their life. And you wait about two months and they just walk around and they, you can see they're a different person. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just know this is good fruit. And it's a good reason to believe that we probably are the ones who are faithful. Mm -hmm. Now, will we be faithful unto death? That's our choice. And if we overcome to the end, we're going to receive this, 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 you know, the crown of life is yeah. what it says. And we're going to give you the crown of life and not be hurt by the second death. Now, that's this seems like a doomy, gloomy letter, but those promises 
those are like yeah. those are worth a hoot and a holler any day. Those are worth cheering from the mountaintops, yeah. shouting from the rooftops, proclaiming it everywhere you go that the love of Jesus Christ, that to love him in spite of the hate that's in the world, to love him in spite of them attacking you is so important and so good. It's fascinating. Number one, these are in red letters, which is interesting to me that, you know, we know it's Jesus, but it doesn't really look like Jesus when, mm-hmm. um, you know, we saw the vision of, you know, he described the vision. It's not, it's obviously resurrected Jesus, yeah. exalted Jesus. But I just find that fascinating. I just want to bring that up as I just recognize this is red letters and the authors of the, um, of the transcript of the Bible decided that this, this was absolutely Jesus yeah. speaking, right? Um, what, I, what's, what again I see is that do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil, mm-hmm. the devil, is about to cast some of you into prison, so that you will be tested and you'll have tribulation for ten days. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? Why does Satan have permission to throw you into prison for uh, for ten days in the tribulation? Can, can you speak to that? I don't get that. Well, how could Satan? Well, you remember that God. Was watching Job, yeah. and he and the Satan came alongside to in front of the Lord, and the Lord said, "Consider my servant Job, who is perfect in my sight." Yeah, and God let him test him. He right. says, "Test him in any way except take his life." Yeah. I think that what we as Christians and what the the especially the current theology of Christianity worldwide is that God would never allow Satan to test you, <laughs> that you're tested when you step outside out from under God's hand. Well, that, I don't think that's necessarily true in the Bible, and it's definitely not true in this letter, no. where God allows Satan, his reign on the earth, to test Christians. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the world system has free reign, and our life on earth wow. is a test testing time. Yeah. Like I said, it's a blip. If you took a long rope, the longest rope you could possibly find, and stretched it out, and then you said, our life on earth, the rope represents eternity, and our life on earth is this little blip, the first foot of the rope. He's saying if you're faithful in that first foot, you can have blessing for the rest of the 99 or 200, however long your rope is. I mean, mm-hmm. just eternity goes on forever. The yeah. rest is all blessing. But you got to be faithful in this foot, the foot of the rope, this lifetime that has a short span. That's good. And the difference between Ava Lynn dying at seven, Ava Lynn's our granddaughter, died of cancer. The difference between Ava Lynn dying at seven and my dad dying at 88, it's almost un, unnoticeable in the, in the span of time. With our, our life is such a short blip that you can hardly tell the difference between a child dying and an old man dying what do you in mean? terms of length. In terms of eternity. Compared to right. eternity. Yeah. And so our life is such a test of okay. will we be faithful to receive the crown of life. What was the last one? It was, I will I will give you to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Yeah. You're going to see the next one. It's like, um, the sh- it's going to give you the stone of redemption, mm-hmm. uh, the, the white robes of righteousness. He's just going to give you these gifts that all are pretty amazing, and you get to keep them for flipping ever. Yeah. And if you'll only be faithful. And so this testing comes of prison, of beatings, mm-hmm. of, of torture, of hate. And it's like, yes, it's miserable, but trust me, this is a blip in time. Be faithful through it to love me. Be faithful to it to follow me. 
Your walk with me is not just for the blessing that is promised, but it's also for the testing of your faith that produces perfection, Mm -hmm. that produces righteousness, that affords you the ability to be rewarded in due time. And what he's saying over and over in Revelation is he who overcomes to the end. He who is faithful to the end. He who endures to the end. And here he just says it. Do it unto death. Because this death is nothing compared to the next death. And this will help you avoid the next death. It won't hurt you. And I'm like, I like that part. But when you first read it, it says he's going to throw you in prison. (laughs) Uh, The tribulation and poverty, you know. Um, And and the blasphemy people are spewing at you. Mm -hmm. And all the things the devil's about to cast (laughs) you into prison. You'll be tested. You'll have tribulation, you know. But it's pretty cool. Ten days. I mean, is that you know, is the is that back to the thousand year thing? Is that mm-hmm. ten thousand years, or is that? What do you mean by that? Well, so, I, I mean, uh, to the a Lord, day, a yeah. day is as a thousand years, and yeah. a thousand years is a, a day. day. Okay. So therefore, he says ten days, and it's like my first thought is ten days, like like human days, like twenty four hours. That's, not, that's hour not too days. bad. We could maybe <laughs> yeah, make it through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it's, yeah. it's going to be a long ten days, <laughs> but it ain't help. ten thousand years, <laughs> yeah. baby. And um, and so he's saying. I don't think it is, and I think he was telling them you're in a season of testing. And I think every one of us should (laughs) expect it, and those of us that don't have it, you know, we don't have a season of testing. We are just flat blessed. Mm -hmm. But I think that the testing is for the purpose. Like with Job, it's a great story because it, it shows that in the end, he's tested and he comes forth as gold. Yeah. And he is, and, and then he receives the, the, the return of his, the gift, the, the blessing of his faithfulness, faithfulness, his belief in God, his trust. And that's what God's looking for, is people to trust him, depend on him, be faithful to him, yeah. and love him. Yeah. Just come love God, and he will love you in return. Yeah, that's really good. I love how it opens with uh, Jesus describing himself as he always do. And he, he starts by saying, you know, the first and the last who was dead and has come to life. And then he says, you're going to die, but I'm going to give you life. And it's kind of like that invitation yeah, into crazy, his life again, which is really so special. Is he, is, so in the letter to Smyrna, is he happy with them or is he not happy with them? In the, the bottom line, I mean, it's like I know your tribulation, your poverty, and the blasphemy that by those who say they're not mm-hmm. are Jews and are not and are a synagogue of Satan – and so what is he really, I mean, I guess I'm, what's the first grade level of this one? What? He's very happy with them. And he's warning them about what's coming upon them. Remain faithful. I'm here. Yeah. I will take care of you. So Smyrna and, was and a good, one of the good churches that he feels like they're doing well. They're definitely doing well, but none of us want to aspire to their wellness. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. not, none of us are saying, I, I want to be Smyrna. Yeah. I want a letter of Smyrna written to me. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. saying that. And yet the truth is we should be saying, yeah. I want a letter to Smyrna because he's saying, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you to eat of, of the tree of life. What was it? I'm going to eat, give you crown life, crown of life, the crown of life. I mean, come on, man. Isn't that what we're aiming for? Yes. Isn't that why we give up all of our money? I mean, I don't know if you do, but it's what, The New Testament says, and we aspire to, to not be bound by money and fear and worry and all those things. And he's saying to them, I know that in poverty, 
you are faithful. Yeah. I know that in tribulation, you are faithful. Yeah. But I also know that Satan is coming to test you because you've really, what when Satan is allowed to come test you, means you're doing very well. In, in Job's case, consider my servant Job, who is perfect in my sight. Yeah. Well, he's only perfect because right. you protect him. Oh, go, go prove that true. <laughs> well, even Jesus got... You know, the Holy Spirit let him into the world, and that's where it was tested, tested. by Satan. Yeah. Yeah. So if tempted, it, yeah. It, yeah, Jesus was tempted and tasted, which, which, you know, tested. Which is interesting because yeah. for years I would have said that we lived a blessed life because we're so kind of like almost to our credit that things hadn't happened in our lives yeah. or temptations of mass destruction, basically. <laughs> it was almost fairy tale. It was. It was for years and years, and you're talking probably, I was probably 30, uh, probably 28 years of just incredible blessing in the natural and you know in the supernatural and then all of a sudden 2008 came and it we had to really reevaluate what our belief system mm -hmm. was we really started to reevaluating uh, re what you, you just said jesus what jesus did yeah. and i think and i don't know if we're the only ones who thought that we we're doing really well because we're so blessed mm -hmm. i think there's a little bit of arrogance in me um, you know, I, I, it's just cause it was, it, we didn't have a lot of destruction and death and, and loss mm. and, and cancer. And, and I just, um, I don't know. The last 13 years have proven to me so many attributes about God. I had no, I hadn't considered. Right. And, uh, um, so, I mean, I, I think this is, I guess, I guess we do want the letter of Smyrna, yeah. you know, I mean, I, <laughs> I, think, I want to be Smyrnese. I think, I think you should want the yeah. letter of Smyrna, but it's just not likely. It's just not, it's not what you would, would say. I know Job, Job's greatest sin, what he was, what God kind of chastised him about and said, you're going to, you shut your mouth. You've spoken. Now you shut your mouth. Oh boy. I'm going to speak. And then you're going to speak. You're going to answer me. Yeah. And God was kind of chastising him pretty greatly for his responses. And the only thing Job did wrong was he said, God, you, I deserve an answer. Hmm. I, I live so right. I deserve an answer. Tell me what I did wrong. Tell me what I did wrong. And God's saying, you telling me that the only way you can have bad things happen to you is if you did something wrong. That's what's wrong is you think that by following me, only good happens. Hmm. By following me, you're not you you're not like anyone else you don't have to suffer through tribulation you don't have to suffer through drought yeah. famine robbers uh, earthquakes uh, diseases you mm -hmm. don't because you're faithful you know that's what's wrong with you is you demand an answer from me mm -hmm. you don't you don't get you don't get to demand Dictate, an answer yeah. from me so i know that in my first turmoil that was gut-wrenching horrible unbelievable couldn't didn't think I was going to survive it was the crashing of the economy back in 08. And, um, I just, I just demanded an answer. I mean, you, you got to tell me what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you were uh shocked too. I was just stunned, shocked upside down and backwards. Right. Tell me where I went wrong. I thought I followed you in every case. I thought I followed you each step. And yet here I'm losing everything. And, and the reason I'm losing everything is I gave everything. I kept no reserve, but gave you know, and so I would say to God, is it true that man cannot outgive God there that man can outgive God mm -hmm. for it seems like I have you have not come and back to my place. And I realized I was I was completely off the hook wrong and I <laughs> fell on my face <laughs> and I repented Absolutely. as soon as it came out of my mouth. I've just made God unrighteous and me righteous. Yeah. Like I'm the righteous one and you're the one not living your word. And I repented heavily back in 09. And, um, 
But it was turmoil mm. because there I was, and I didn't come close to what Job suffered. The description of what Job suffered is, I don't know how a man survives it. Yeah. You know, um, I have lost a granddaughter and almost died from it, and he lost 10 children and, and all his favorite servants and yeah. all his friends. And it was just like, you know, the test that God allows on us in this brief time of our life is simply for us to determine, are, are we going to love Jesus in the storm? Hmm. Are we going to trust Jesus in the storm? He slept through the storm in one story, and, and it's a great analogy that we should be, as, we should be at peace in the storm. Yeah. And um, all of the men that were in that storm with him, they all were martyred later in their life, and most of them were jailed and tortured later in their life. It was the test. It was their Smyrna hmm. letter. You know, It was their Smyrna outcome yeah. that they were faithful to the end and they were granted things like Peter being given the keys to the kingdom. And they were granted things like being able to heal and Paul shaking snakes off because they, they lived the trust that Smyrna is being asked to, try, to live in, right? That in their persecution and tribulation, yeah. they continued to love Jesus and operate in love. That's good. It's Everything you do out of love for Jesus. That's why I teach so strongly we work for Jesus. Well, you know, we're out here in this property. We're working our rears off. Sometimes last year it was four, four Saturdays in a row. And we're out here doing this for the love of Jesus because yeah. we love Jesus. And I think everything you do because you love Jesus, not because you want to try to get him to love you, everything you do just because you love Jesus I think there's just such a rich outcome in the end. And I know in eternal life, in the eternal perspective, it's, it's the second death won't harm you. Wow. I think you live your life in love with Jesus and you're going to be okay. But if you live your life and it's based on if good things happen, I'm faithful. If bad things happen, I'm unfaithful. Good. If yeah. good things happen, he's faithful. And if bad things happen, he's, he's unfaithful. unfaithful. I think that you have really miss the boat i think you're really in danger of not getting eating from the tree of life of not receiving the crown of life wow. of not enduring to the end as it as it says yeah i think you're in real trouble so are you i was his microphone his is microphone slipping. stand is having some issues <laughs> so if you're on if you're on uh, on the radio or on podcast you each might pause see it. as this thing yeah. drops on me here we go i think it's the, you built it yeah I, I was doing a little bit of research uh, on this letter and i Often, Steve, you'll mention the story of uh, Polycarp being one of the martyrs, and it was saying that Polycarp at one point was thought to be one of the bishops of the church in Smyrna. Yeah. Um, and he was obviously kind of took this letter to heart, I guess, you know, like he uh, he was martyred, right? Was he the guy that was burned? At the, he was burned at the yeah. stake in yeah. the center of town. Yeah. Yeah. And he was told, just deny Christ yeah. and let this pass. They're just kind of in a frenzy. Yeah. And if you just go ahead and say, no, no, I, I, I deny, you know, this yeah. is not really true. I'm just trying to make money. And then we, after the the kill after this fever goes by, go back to preaching Jesus and say that you only did it to avoid being burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. He said, um, he was in his eighties, and he said, "Jesus has been faithful to me. I've I've served him these eighty plus years, and he's never let me down. He's never failed me, and I will not fail him today." Mm -hmm. And he was burned at the stake in the center of town, and he's famous for his words that he he spoke from the fire. You know, just about that Jesus, you, you must give your life to Jesus. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my next question, which is um, that that idea that was spoken to Polycarp was 
hey, if you just, you know, wore it on your message, if you just deny your faith for ah. a moment, then this this tribulation might, you know, pass, pass you by. You, by. Don't, you don't have to go through this. And I think uh, there's pressure uh, on the church today, whether you're a Christian or a leader, to maybe just dilute your message. Maybe just don't talk about that issue. Maybe just say, you know, go with the flow of the times and then you won't have to deal with other people's, you know, opinions and thoughts. The The world won't hate you if you just don't talk about this issue or that issue. So do you have any thoughts on that review? Well, what I really love about Steve is that, you know, he's he's been my pastor for, you know, 42 years. But in the last almost 25 years, we've been at the Father's house. And when you go in context in the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to do that. But what is so fascinating to me is that Steve never shies away from the hot button messages of what Jesus is saying. We do not just dismiss the words of Jesus and say, we're not going to look at that. We do not just say, we're going to talk about this or that. We literally go in line, Matthew 1, Matthew 2, Matthew 3, and it says it there. So I think um, what I've so admired is the honorable nature of the way Steve Orsillo not only speaks the message of Jesus, he actually, it's the it's the foundation for which he lives and makes every decision is never, never allowing Jesus's words to fall to the ground. Now they're very difficult and we, you know, we struggle through things, but Steve has always just gone line upon line, precept upon precept. And you come, if you've been, if you came to father's house in 2007, you come back in 2011, then you come back in 2021 we're still in the Gospels of Jesus Christ. And I am sh- I'm literally shocked every week as to say to myself, I had no idea that said that. And I've gone through it a few times, like, you know, quite a few, but mm-hmm. they're so, it's just a living word. And, yeah. and I think that's how you stay pretty much close to what he's saying mm-hmm. is that you just, you live the words of Jesus. Yeah, you right. know the words of Jesus. You meditate on the words of Jesus. You, you confess the words of Jesus. You say the words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like so many people, they just are mistaken because they mix the old covenant and new covenant and they quote Elijah mm-hmm. or David or, and which they're great, but to live, live in 2021, Jesus died 2000 years ago so that we become Christians. Mm-hmm. So we probably should read the author's uh, life and figure out what he says. Yeah. So I think for us at the father's house, for me in particular, I re- I was raised as Steve being my pastor. He's always loved Jesus, but I think in the last 24 years at the Father's house, I think the message has become clearer and more precise and concise. Yeah. It's just like we're not going to give an excuse. This is what he said. I fall short. I can't do it. I, re- I oh Lord Jesus, forgive me. I am not giving to every person who asks. I'm not having the love and compassion that you have. I'm not doing this and doing that. Yeah. I I fall short of the yeah. glory of God. So, Steve, you know, let, let's just let's choose a message. Uh, something Jesus says, like, uh, I don't know, homosexuality is a hot by not topic, right? It's easy just to not talk about it really? or to, you know, just accept people or w- wash it down. But one of the things that I really appreciate that you say is um, the way you define love on those issues. Like, so could you talk a little bit to that, like how – is it lo- is it not hate to talk against these people? Is it love to accept them? Like, wh- where do we, you know, not necessarily on homosexuality is the issue, but just the idea of is it love to water down our message or is it not? 
Yeah, there's there is no love question. in hiding from these hot topics. Yeah. Now, where you speak those, some should be spoken over the radio, and some mm-hmm. should be spoken in a church from one a pulpit yeah. with a with a family. Yeah, and some should only be spoken in private, you yeah. know, and talked about, and to try to win your brother over mm-hmm. instead of giving them an anonymous ability to get up and walk out the door and That's lose good. them forever. And I think the That's worst good. thing we've done is we've we've made it an issue about a person. Mm. And we don't like you. And we say these crazy things where we love the sinner and hate the sin. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like all that does is divide people. Mm. There's no the sinner. Mm. There's you yeah. and there's you mm. and there's this guy's a you. Yeah. And he all of a sudden tells you he's a you know and he names he names some sin. And this guy names another sin. And they don't think it's sin, but they name these sins, and you name your sin. And we decide to pick one and say, this guy's worse than them all, when it's not true. The whole message is about loving Jesus and telling them about the plan he has for their life. And if they are, as you say, you're talking about, if it's the, the, the gay marriage, mm-hmm. or if they are, you know, LBGTPQ or what is that? Did I say that right? I don't know. Although, all those, any, all the, the letters. Yeah, all the letters. And, yeah. and I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to offend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know it. It just didn't come out just right. Um, and it's it's not to send you away, but to love you and get and bring you before the Lord, who will convict you or not convict you. But when you read his word and you see that something's wrong with your lifestyle, whether it's promiscuity, living with your boyfriend, if you're, you know, living heterosexually or living in a gay, gay relationship and you're not married before the Lord Mm -hmm. defined by marriage, defined by his way of defining it. If you don't warn people that, you know, this is what God has said. And this is how he says he will deal with what your life is. Whether it's being a drunk, I, you know, it's just you can't take one away and say this is worse. Sin is sin, and 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 it's all good. sin is alike, hmm. and you can't just pick on one. And the goal of everyone is to to love them. You're yeah. welcome in my life. You can be my best friend. I can't get you to heaven. Yeah. That's right. You have to go before Him, and you can convince me that your lifestyle is right. You can say. Your lifestyle. I can accept you and have you sing in my choir. I can have you be my associate pastor and you're drunk. Mm. But that isn't going to get you past Jesus. It's mm. good. You're going to have to, you're going to have to endure to the end in righteousness. You're going to have to be someone who loves Jesus through obedience. Yeah. And and Paul the Apostle's version of it is anyone who practices junk drunkenness will not see the kingdom of heaven. Wow. So I can tell you you're okay. Sure, it's okay how much you drink. It's not up to me. But I can't get you into heaven. Hmm. All I can do is tell you about Jesus. And, and I think that as long as you and I are in relationship and, or this person and I are in relationship and they're, they're a heavy drinker and they, they practice drunkenness, if we're in a relationship, I still have a chance to help you. And so if I love you and let you in my life and just treat you like one of the, my friends and yeah. I'd be your best friend and everything, that's great. But if you want to be in Christian leadership, You've got to qualify through obedience. You've got to show that your life is right in the way Jesus describes it. And he has to pick you. And he has to choose you. And in the end, 
His words will judge you, and he lets you in. He's the one that says enter in, yeah. my good and faithful not servant, us. not me. And so I think that in the past there's been like at a gay pride celebration in San Francisco, there'll be all these Christians across the street with banners hating people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're terrible. Yeah. You're going to hell. Well, yeah. you have no right to say they're going Amen. to hell. Right. You have, and because and, that's the judgment we're not allowed to do, mm-hmm. final determination of their soul. Yeah. But we love them and tell them the truth. Well, here's what God says, that this is an abomination to him. Yeah. And, and you'll have to face him with that. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe. And, and, but we still love you. We still want to be. I, I have no problem being your friend, yeah. having you over Thanksgiving, walking alongside of you. I'm not sure I covered the whole thing. But every case, the command of Jesus is to love. Yeah. Not judge, meaning final determination. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean tell them they're wrong. Because we are also... We must tell them they're wrong or we're practicing hate. Yeah. If we don't tell somebody they're wrong, they're in the, you're, you know, this is what God says. And so you may not want to step before God having this be your defense. Yeah. And it would be, it would be hate to let them walk up to him thinking they're good when they're not. Right. Well, Steve said you wouldn't accept me as a drunk. Well, you wouldn't, you know, that this wasn't okay. And I should have listened to him. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I've been friends with Steve my whole life. He never told me that. No one said. Yeah. Well, which one loved him and which one didn't? Yeah. The Steve that said it or the Steve that didn't say mm-hmm. it? And so there's. I think that the way we present it, banners across the street, bumper stickers, these anonymous messages on Facebook saying mm-hmm. who's not going to be, ju- who's not, who is and who isn't yeah. saved, saying who is and who isn't justified. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, I think that's just really a scary thought. Uh, for it's probably why we're all going to get Smyrna letters, you know, <laughs> telling us we're Smyrna's. about to be persecuted because we set ourselves up to be persecuted. It's really, probably telling right. them how we hate them. Well, and uh, we don't hate them. We no. love them. And if you say you're wrong, that's not hate. If you say that's, you know, you're probably not going to stand before God and get a favorable reaction because this is what He says over here in the yeah. Bible. This is what He says. This yeah. is what His example was on earth. Well. That's probably going to get you a smirta letter. Smirta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. That, that is good. I think it's it's so countercultural to this idea that we're you know of being politically correct and loving and accepting everybody, but it's the message of Jesus isn't you know earth culturally. It's His kingdom, no. and we getting on His page is often our challenge. And on that same idea, I. I kind of went this way, but my the question I had for you before this, which we'll go back to, was, you know, in this in the in verse nine he says, "I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich," and just again, their physical circumstances were, they had no money, you know, the the persecution they were experiencing, you know, they weren't they were not selling things to them, they were cheating them, all that kind of stuff, and yet Jesus says, "But you are rich," and you know, for for us as Christians maybe we we get this idea right that as maybe you did that the blessing in your life was in the resources that you had but then when you lost them all of a sudden you discovered maybe a different kind of richness so can you talk to what jesus means in that but you are rich well the the wealth of riches that we have since the um since the determination that we really didn't understand as much as we thought we did it it just i i don't know the talk louder Oh, I need to talk louder. Um, that's the first time anyone has ever <laughs> said that it's in true. my whole Usually life. I'll say, where's Vicky? And then I'll stop and, and listen hear, in the room hear me. and then find her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, I think for me, 
I am so rich in things of love and compassion and mercy, humanity, friendship, friendship, um, people that love you. I'm way more long suffering than I was. I'm way more um, able to go distance. And I think I understand, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about just even the Smyrnies, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they were. Um, Smyrnums. Smyrnums. It's like they probably really didn't have anything. Right. And for us in America, I can only speak for America, I don't think there's very few people that don't have, I mean, most people in America have more than Smyrnies, I imagine. Sure. Um, Smyrna Knights. <laughs> you should quit trying that. Yeah. The people of Smyrna. The people of Smyrna. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm thinking that um, just the abject poverty that some of these people lived in back in the day of Jesus, Jesus walking, you know, um, and even his life, I'm... He, he, his life was, if you just in the natural, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the hatred, the persecution, the rejection, the death on the cross, yeah. um, you know, the, the devil tempting him. And I just, I don't understand, if I'm talking to myself, I don't understand why I kind of didn't see that. Mm-hmm. For that he, if he said, these things will happen to you, you know, greater and, mm-hmm. and what he's gone through. And every scripture talks about, I mean, there's so many scriptures talk about persecution and and blessed are you when people speak ill of you and blessed are you when you know people blah blah you know they they curse you and but and I don't know how I miss that honestly because it's a greater path. Not that I want people not to like me because I I'm I'm a people pleaser. I like people to like me, but the depth of character that I I really missed in the first 28 years of my Christianity, it's kind of like when the uh when the bankruptcy happened in eight and then the the fire and the the death of our granddaughter and um our good friend jordy and there's a myriad of other things i think i started understanding that it's so much deeper than i it's so much greater so much bigger he's so much greater so much Mm -hmm. bigger than i ever really ever had the revelation of yeah i just it was like a revelation i had it was like a, a puzzle piece that i was missing and now, where I'm different now is, though you slay me, I will love you. It's like I fasten my seatbelt every day as if I'm in a roller coaster, like I think I said last week. And it's like, where are we going today, God? Hmm. You're God, I'm not. And if you if you don't answer my prayer, because we often get confused about, you know, the, in Matthew where it talks about, you know, he's going he's gonna to answer all your prayers yeah. and, you know, what's son and everything. And that's such a confusing message for all of us because we feel like we're praying right, like to save a baby, save our seven-year-old granddaughter. That sounds very noble and right. So when that doesn't, he, she's not saved like I think she should be saved, I don't, a lot of us don't know what to do with that. Right. Instead of allowing him be God. Yeah. I would get, in the past, I would probably got angry and yeah. why didn't, I'm, 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 I'm faithful and true and wonderful. I'm such a good Christian. Yeah. And why wouldn't you answer this? And it comes out of judgment, doesn't it? And I think in the la- I think I think through the tribulations and that I've had, and they're not really tribulations; mm-hmm. it's, just, it's life. It's just like I just re- I recognize more so, not not all the way, that He is God and I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's a long answer, but I think That's it's good. It's a lot. It's a lot that I've I've learned in the last 14 years. Yeah, about you, Steve. The seeing your riches as other than maybe monetary or possessions. Oh yeah, I think that. It's, you know, I believe my riches 
are the understanding of when I meet people and they're miserable and when they're done with me or they end up moving on out of my mm -hmm. life, they are richly blessed. And, you know, you can ask a young man if he remembers who he was mm -hmm. the day we met and what would you attribute your growth to? And it's like you taught me. Mm -hmm. You taught me to love Jesus, to trust Jesus, to uh, be uh, put being a real man, a man of honor and integrity first. And you just see that the things you taught them um, That's richness. Uh, made them a great dad, made them a great husband, uh, husband made mm -hmm. them made them a good man. Yeah. Uh, to be coveted uh, as a as a manager in their business, in someone's mm -hmm. business, or to be coveted as a worker on someone's crew. Yeah. And you look at the, you know where their life was going. It was going mm -hmm. in a ditch, and now it's really someone who loves Jesus and raising their children to love Jesus. And you're That's like. Good. That's yeah, a riches, that's a right? Mm -hmm. Not to mention, you know, my wife loves me. Hmm. My children love me and yeah. value me. And um, I have just a rich heritage of fruit. Yeah. And, so it, you, you know, you just, keep, you just keep swinging that hammer, trying to break those rocks. Because there's so many people, there's, they've, through hurts and rejection and, and just misuse, mm -hmm lack of love in their life that should have been there. You know, the people should have loved and didn't love them. Yeah. They have gotten hard as stones and it mm -hmm. takes a lot of swinging to break them in half, you know, to chip them up and break them and get, get down to the soft yeah. nougaty center and help them build from the nougaty soft center instead of the hardest stone, you know, okay. and they get on with life and you they find out all of a sudden they have this joy. They can look in the mirror and they might not say they love themselves right away, but just two years down the road, they say, I definitely like myself better than I did when I walked Amen. in the door. Right. And I know it's like, what caused that? Well, it's a system that Vicky and I built. It's yeah. a system that was in the father's house. Yeah. It was a system that you, you had this ingredients to make this incredible concoction. And then you add a little of this person and you help this person grow and they became a good uh, element and you put them in the mix and then th these guys grew up and you brought them into the mix pretty soon you have something that is just so good so nurturing so nourishing mm. that people who get in it get out and they're really doing good and to me that's just such i mean you are rich yeah you are rich whether you have a dollar to your name <laughs> because you have people that love you yeah. people that you love like a, like your own children yeah. People you love like brothers and sisters, closer than a mother, closer than a brother. You have people that just, their life is blessed and you know Jesus used you. You get to work for him and not to build buildings like all these buildings around here. The only value of the building we're sitting in, and you know, I, I'm, I'm a complete, this building wouldn't be here without me. Right. And what's really nice is what happens in, in the, building. the building yeah the lives changed in the building so that's what i care the so, legacy yeah. of the building isn't the building that's mm -hmm. just wood hay and stubble what's the legacy of the building is the lives lived that's in right. the building and the lives changed in the building and and over a four-year period they just grow into be these giants of of teachers and mm -hmm. movers and shakers and it's i mean that's that's the riches of life yeah. uh, what vicky said what i'm saying yeah. you know the two different levels and just and then to live to, to just watch your finances just always be blessed. We fought to take care of our own finances for so long, mm -hmm. and we were successful. But then it crashed, and we've not been able to look after our own finances now for 12 years. Yeah, And it's shocking. Just we pinch ourselves. Mm -hmm. What is this heaven? No, no, this is Oroville. Yeah. This is after crash. Well, yeah. if we crash, we'll be destroyed. 
This is after crash. Yeah. We're so rich um, and not financially. Our life is so much better because I'm not working two full-time jobs. Uh, it's just amazing how rich we are. Yeah. And uh, it's, it can't be measured in any bank account because that would not prove us prove our words true. It has to be measured in the lives of people changed oh, and in the richness of our life That's together and, and our family's life together along with all of the people who have joined our family. Yeah. So then lastly, just before we come to a close, maybe it, it might cause the plane to take off again, but this idea of tribulation, trouble, being in prison, persecution, what do we do when we find ourselves in that midst? You know, maybe we'll... we'll in the West, we might not be living it right now to the degree that maybe the, the people of Smyrna were about to experience in the story. But how do we endure through persecution, trial, storm when it comes our way? I don't think um, Vicky pointed at me to do this. Yeah. So I don't think you do that by, by waiting till the last minute. Mm -hmm. You don't get arrested and then learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. you, I believe that what we do around here is we're really trying to get people to repeat after me. I'm owed nothing. Yeah. I deserve so nothing. I owe him everything. And I get to work for him. Repeat after me. I work for Jesus. He owes me nothing. Well, I mean, where would I, where would I, how can I be tired? How can I have given enough? Hmm. How can I ever have done enough? Uh. <laughs> I work for Jesus. Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm fixing this door for Jesus. I'm not fixing it for the Father's House Church. I, the Father's House Church belongs to Jesus. I'm fixing it in, I'm at work in his vineyard. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you get arrested and you try to conjure up some kind of faith over your fear, yeah, you, you're not going to unless you, I believe that a lifestyle of understanding, I belong to Jesus. I work for Jesus. He owes me nothing. I deserve nothing. I'm a wretched. I, I, I'm fallen short of the glory of God. I'm only here because he's granted me the crown of life. Yeah. I'm only here because he's allowed me to eat from the garden. Of life. And, and, you know, and I, I just every single facet of it is I am blessed. And if you're not saying that prior to the tribulation coming, oh. if you're not ready, I'm owed nothing. If you're not yeah. ready with I work for Jesus. I'm following Jesus. And if Jesus were persecuted, arrested, jailed, yeah. punished innocently, how if that happened to Jesus, how can I complain if it happens to me? I have not yet suffered as he suffered. Yeah. And I think that saying those things and establishing them as a truth in your life, that I belong to him and the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's how I live. The joy of my Lord, the Lord is my strength. And, and he is, he he lives in me, so good. makes his home in me. Yeah. I think then when persecution comes, I know when I struggle or waver over Abelin back in the beginning, mm -hmm. I jumped out of bed, took this crazy stance like, like, you know, maybe I was Superman or Hercules or something. <laughs> and I pointed at the ceiling like he was in the ceiling or something. I yeah. kind of funny. And I, I said, I declare you're good. No matter what the circumstances with cancer, no matter what the circumstances look like, mm -hmm. I declare I've already decided long ago and said it many times, yeah. you are good right. yeah. and you're the Lord and I'm not, and I'm following you. You don't owe me healing, Evelyn. I'm asking you to, and I want you to, but whatever happens, come hell or high water, you're the Lord and I'm not. I follow you. Mm -hmm. I work for you. You That's don't good. work for me. And I'm going to follow you to the end. And I'm going to pray for this little girl till her last breath. And I did. And, and she, he took her, and I said, praise the Lord. He's good. He has a purpose. Let's go. Yeah. 
That's and right. that's there's only one way through these things. Now, being arrested, put in prison, beaten, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a whole nother ball Different. of wax yeah. right there. That's a whole nother kettle of yeah. fish. That's just like the whoa. But I don't think you can be uh, in a place where you can just decide to f- endure those things. I think you have to start building those muscles living a, lifestyle. a long time. Yeah. Living the lifestyle of him being the Lord of your life. Lordship salvation must be your daily walk. Hmm. So good. I agree. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good. It, I always I, I like to read that story of uh, Paul and Silas where they were doing you know ministry work and then they deliver that girl from the demon and then they get thrown in prison and then yeah. they're... You know, the, they start singing in the night and songs and hymns yeah. and spiritual songs. Whilst they were arrested for doing after they've <laughs> ministry, been, they've been roughed up a little. Yeah, and just that that I think sums up this idea of you know loving Jesus through the through the tribulation, and then the earthquake comes, frees them, but then they decide to stay because they didn't want the jailer to kill himself. You know, well, just the other time yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. the other time yeah. he left. But right, it's what's interesting to me is that it, what I was saying before. I think we forget all these stories yeah. of persecution <laughs> and prison and mayhem and just all this stuff. I think I don't, I did. I just honestly, until I just didn't think it really was really relevant mm. to me. It was relevant to them, obviously, but to me, I'm blessed. I'm mm. good. And I am, I'm blessed and good, but it's just, it's just been such a mind shift for, for me. And now I see these things, and it's all the way through the New Testament, (laughs) really. So there you go. I don't think Paul believed that those men had any power over him. Correct. When he got put in jail, it was God that God brought us to jail. What do we do? What do we do here? Oh, it's to lead this guy to Jesus. Don't kill yourself. Let me tell you about (laughs) Jesus. That's why we're here. Yeah, but if you leave, they're going to torture me. Well, I won't leave then. (laughs) Because God sent me here to talk to you, and he ends up leading his family to Jesus and baptizes them, yeah. knowing they're, the guy's probably going to be persecuted for doing this, mm-hmm. but hey, he's going to receive the crown of life because he's going to go through his, his persecution for his failure with these yeah. guys, and he's, but he found Jesus, yeah. and that's what matters. I don't think Paul or Peter or any of them considered that the jailer, the arrester, the accuser, any of them the the emperor the felix all those people paul stood before had any power over him in fact he told them you really don't have any power in this oh. i'm here to preach to you the only thing you have is a decision to receive jesus or not right. and then do it with me god god will have his way with me yeah. and he sent me here so i'm in jail for the for the cross wow good. and he said that yeah. he said that literally i'm in jail for the cross mm-hmm. it's the cross that brought me here I don't think I actually have the ability to have his, but I won't ever if I don't stand on this. I serve the cross, and it's he's the Lord of my life. And if I end up in jail, he took me to jail. They didn't take me to jail. I I won't get there if I don't keep saying it. I won't get there if I don't declare his glory and his lordship of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to say I'm owed nothing. I deserve nothing. I owe him everything. He's the Lord. I'm not. He lets me work for him, and everything I do is working for him. I would never charge him. I would never cheat him. I would never shortchange him on my labor. I'd never make a 10-minute break into a 15-minute break working for Jesus. I will make it a 9-minute break long before I'd ever make it an 11-minute break. Mm -hmm. You follow me? I'm not going to take advantage of working for Jesus. I'm going to go full in because he did not shirk his what he did for me. He paid my price in full. He didn't say, I'll pay it partially. Let him suffer a little to pay the rest. No, he paid it in full. I want to serve him in full. 
And I work for Jesus is one of the most important things I teach people to say around here because we all get weary. We all get frustrated. We all feel like we're being put down or we're being used, you know, used up. Mm -hmm. And then when we say, but I work for Jesus, well, use me up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Use me up. So yeah, and and summary then we you know you, we first, we first started by reading this and that was it initially feels heavy and oh maybe I don't want that but I think maybe we should all be willing to receive a, a message like yeah. this if we're yeah. really in love with him and we love our lives. I, I really I really don't want yeah. what he's describing. No. Here. But I want to be able to handle it if it is for me. That's that's good. And so I want to be ready, and the way to be ready is to continually. Tell yourself who you are, who he is, and what you're doing here on earth. You gave up your life to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's his life. It's his life. That's good. And if you're in his life, he'll take care of you. If you are if you got one foot in, one foot out, then you really should have all that life insurance. Mm-hmm. You really should have all that backup, that fallback Man. stuff. Yeah. But if not, then you can trust him that even if you die in this persecution, you're going to receive the crown of life, and you're going. To, the second death is not going to hurt you. That's good. And that's the faith you must have, and that's the life you must live. That's good. And we'd like to share that. If you're confused and don't know what to do, man, we just want to keep telling you what Jesus is teaching. Keep tuning in to the uncommon truth, and go further and, and look up the Father's House of Oroville School of Transformation, and um, you're going to find a lot of teaching on there that'll really help you get unconfused. The cobwebs will fall off. This Christian theology will will answer every question. All these young teachers are phenomenal, and they'll teach you how to follow Jesus and make him your Lord. God bless you all. Thanks for listening this week. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Actually, we will not be here next week. Right. We'll have to take a break for Thanksgiving. We'll be back in a couple weeks. I look forward to it. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.